infinity and beyond. It sure is nice to know that when things get a little scary, you can always count on your friends. Oh, I'm having a swell time. Hell's about you. Oh, boy. Thanks a lot, everybody. Hey, Michael, me amigo. Pay attention. It's Joe time. So it is. W. my friend and welcome to the WDW radio show your Walt Disney World information station I am your host Lou Mangello and this is show number 454 and I'm here once again not just to help you have the best possible vacation experience when you go to Walt Disney World but I also want to bring you a little bit of that Disney magic with the podcast videos blog live broadcasts on Facebook every Wednesday my books audio tours and more you can find everything over at www.radio.com. So our ongoing culinary adventures are going to take us to the Columbia Harbor House in Liberty Square in the Magic Kingdom this week as we visit a quick service restaurant that's steeped in history, both real and as it pertains to the park. We're going to sample many surprising items from the menu and invite you to sit around the table with us in this week's live restaurant review. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show. I'll have details about our next meet of the month in Walt Disney World. The purge continues and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. things I've always loved about visiting the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World is when you step through that portal and that transformation that happens that takes you back in time. It's the beginning of sort of a a choose-your-own type of adventure, right? You can choose to go back in time. You can choose to go into a world of fantasy where you can seize the future and head into Tomorrowland. And that is not only true for the attractions that you want to experience and the lands that you want to wander through, but I think also in the culinary options that it affords you as well. And this week, I'm feeling a little bit nostalgic. I want to head back in time to honestly one of my favorite lands in the Magic Kingdom, which is Liberty Square. And I can tell you that when I was researching my audio tour for this land, um, I found that I learned so much, not just about Walt Disney World history, but real American history, and I became fascinated with the details and the minutiae and the stories, and honestly, with the real American history. And one of those places that was actually very deep and rich in that history and story is the Columbia Harbor House. It was originally known as the Nantucket Harbor House. And if you go and listen to the audio tour, and that's not meant to sound like a shameless plug, but I guess it really is, you'll hear about how and why and where this dining experience fits not just into the story of Liberty Square, but more importantly, into the story of real American history. So this week, uh, my, my hunger for knowledge was outweighed by my hunger for food, and we are actually at the Columbia Harbor House here in Liberty Square for another live dining review. And it's funny, thinking back, I, I can't believe I haven't done this 
um, yet in the past 11 years on the show because I think this is one of the unique counter service locations in the park. So for this week's live dining review, I wanted to assemble a team of experts. Unfortunately, none of them showed up, so I invited my family instead. So joining me once again in no particular order other than <clears throat> no particular order is Deanna. Hola. Hola. She's, she's in Liberty Square and she's decided to venture off into Adventureland. Uh, Marion Rose. Hello. And last, certainly, not least, is Nicholas. What up? All right, so guys, we were thinking about this on the way here. I mean, literally, we were sort of deciding en route where we felt like going. We sort of had this discussion, well, do we do go back in time? Do we go into Fantasyland? Do we go to Tomorrowland? And we wanted to go to a place that we hadn't done before. And I love this restaurant for a variety of reasons. Again, without going into too deep in the story, which I cover in the audio tours, but... I love the theming of this restaurant. I love that it sits in the shadow of the Haunted Mansion. I love the, the bell ringer, the town crier out front. Not necessarily the screaming kids, not mine, but, it, it, you know, and even just the sound of the Liberty Bell. Off, that is not the Liberty Bell off in the distance. Um, he was really upset they ran out of chicken. Um, so, but... The theming of this restaurant and the story of the restaurant, and again, that simple little detail of having that sort of town crier beckoning you, calling you in. It's sort of like the Barker bird that you would find over in Adventureland. So, and this is a place that we have come to visit over and over again. It's been one of our favorites, I think, because what they offer here is not just a really well-themed experience, but a... Uh, a very different type of food here. And like the sign says outside, it says chicken and seafood. And the reason why there is a chicken on the sign and sandwiches is because that would let people know, I'm teaching this to my children, the reason why the sign has a chicken on it on the Fantasyland side and a fish hanging below it is because people who couldn't read, that's how they knew what the restaurants served inside. Hopefully that school I'm sending you to makes you be able to read well enough that you know that they serve chicken and seafood. But actually, there's actually... There's about nine different entrees that you can have here. And one thing they do that's nice, that's relatively new, is when you walk in, they hand you a physical menu to read as you're waiting online or before you get up, because there's nothing more frustrating than standing there waiting for the guy in front of you to go like, um, yeah. So let's quickly go through the menu. Um, it is broken down into sandwiches, land and sea, and garden selections. They have a lighthouse s- sandwich. Uh, and the other thing I noticed, too, there's the calorie count. I'm going to not read that part. And then it tells you at the bottom that 2,000 calories a day is used for general nutri- nutrition advice. Those are more like guidelines. Exactly. I do 2,000 calories a meal is how I interpret that. So in sandwiches, they have the lighthouse sandwich, which is hummus with tomato and broccoli slaw. The anchors away sandwich, that's been a staple here, which is tuna and lettuce and tomato. And the lobster roll with potato chips. And they are either, they are served, uh, the first two are served on a toasted multi-grain bread with potato chips, and the lobster roll is obviously served on a roll. Uh, by land and sea, they have the fried shrimp plate, chicken breast nuggets, battered fish, chicken pot pie. Yeah, that's A nice. little uh, little comfort food. Yeah. Grilled salmon, and there's also a broccoli peppercorn salad, which I've had in the past and is really, really nice and refreshing. Um, there's also kids' meals which include a tuna sandwich, Smuckers, Uncrustables, Garden Salad with Chicken, Nuggets, and Nuggets. And, of course, my daughter went right to the Odwalla Lemonade Slushy 
and the and seasonal then, cobbler. There's an iced tea slushie. An, an iced tea lemonade, lemonade slushie. What the what? And a what? cobbler <laughs> that you can choose the flavor. Blackberry, mango, passion fruit, peach, watermelon, oh, wait, no, wild berry. Wait, wait, you can cobbler. add flavored syrups to any slushie. Hello. Okay. Uh, That's can I have just orange whip, orange whip, four orange whips. We're going to get four slushies, I think. All right. So quickly looking at the menu, is there anything that jumps out to you guys right off the bat? We'll do uh-huh. ladies first. Ladies first, and Nicholas says pot pie. <laughs> uh, definitely the pot pie. And I find it actually pretty interesting because um, most, some rather, people don't like fish. And I'm really happy that they offer fish somewhere in the parks because I don't see that that often. So it's a different um so we'll have to get a variety of things. So we'll definitely get a pot pie. What are you going to get? Uh, pot <laughs> pie. <laughs> um, I think I'm I'm going to get the lobster roll. Nice, good call, Nicholas. I was getting the pot pie. Uh, we'll get one pot pie. We'll get a. Oh. <laughs> let's see. We'll get a, we'll get a pot pie. We'll get a lobster roll. We'll get a hmm, grilled salmon. A grilled salmon. And I guess we have to get either the broccoli peppercorn salad or the fish. Peppercorn salad. You're just looking at me like Lou. I want the broccoli peppercorn salad. Um, And then we're going to obviously have to get a bunch of slushies. Slushies? All right. All right. Let's make it happen. Let's go. Hi, Darlene. How you doing? Good. Can I please have a lobster roll, a chicken pot pie, a salmon? A broccoli peppercorn salad. I'm really... Stop laughing. I'm not, this is not all for me. <laughs> I also need um, an iced tea lemonade slushie. I need another one with peach, please. You want just plain? Another plain iced tea lemonade slushie. And I'll have a blackberry iced tea lemonade slushie, please. You want one with the iced tea also with the flavor? Or you want the plain one with I want the iced tea lemonade slushies with the flavors, please. Oh, and I almost forgot. If if I don't get a seasonal cobbler, my family will go up in arms. Now, before we even get into the food, and you guys are like a bunch of of lions, like circling your prey. I know this is frustrating. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the atmosphere and the ambiance because we are in one of my all-time favorite places in Walt Disney World. I think the second level here is sometimes unknown to a lot of guests because not every restaurant has a second dining level. But I love the theming and the atmosphere up here. It's got that very nautical feel. You've got beautiful views of Liberty Square. If you get into some of the little cubby areas, you can get a really nice view of the Haunted Mansion and um, the, the Rivers of America in the background. And I think the, the, the theming here is really nice. It's also a nice place to get out from the heat. There's restrooms up here, and it's usually not very crowded. So first things first. Go, so go ahead. The feeling that I get when I'm in here is it's very homey. For some reason, everything about it makes me feel like I'm in a, this cozy, warm house. And, like, someone is going to cook me a home-cooked meal. <laughs> well, considering you're supposed to feel like you're in, like, a harbor house after being at sea 
for however many weeks and months. That's exactly what you're supposed to do because that's exactly what you want. You need the sort of where a, pl- a harbor house was a place that you would go before or after your voyage across the ocean. So this would either be like a really good, the last good meal you're going to have for a long time or the first really good meal you're going to have in hot shower. So I, <laughs> I, I, am, I am figuring that I just came in from the frozen tundra after fishing all day, and now I'm going to eat my yummy pot pie. The frozen tundra of central Orlando. Exactly. The frozen tundra meaning the 93-degree weather that exactly. we're having on a summer if of you Orlando. Think cool, you might get cooler. You don't even need to think cool because the new, the, the, these new slushies, which I haven't seen anywhere else, uh, maybe they are unique to here. These are the Odwalla lemonade slushies, iced tea lemonade slushies, and for an additional 50 cents, you can add blackberry, mango, passion fruit, peach, watermelon, or wildberry. So we had a couple of people that went standard iced tea lemonade. Marion, you got? I got the iced tea lemonade slushie with the peach flavoring. And I did a little blackberry action. So first things first, what do you guys think of, of the slushies? Nicholas hasn't even come up for air. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Still taking my sip. Hold on. Very refreshing. You have to switch. Mm. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's there's a um, an added sweetness with the blackberry, but you're right. And I think on a hot day, um, that is going to think that's going to give you that little, it's going to lower your body temperature, and it's definitely going to give you your sugar rush. So, it's it's very sweet. So, if you want, like, something that really, like, picked you up, and cotton candy isn't doing it for you, you got the slushie. You got the slushie. And it's, like, nice and cold, so it's perfect for this nice freezing tundra that we're having in the middle of summer. And you get a cool little Mickey swirly, spirally yeah. straw thing in it, too. Uh, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's definitely great for the cold tundra that we have outside, and it's it'll give you your sugar up if cotton candy isn't doing it for you. So you know, it's a great it's a great um, it's a great pick me up in the middle of the day. All right, let us get to let's get right into the food. Where do you guys want to go first? What do you feel like diving into first? You all went right. All right, you went from pot pie to the lobster roll, uh, which and I will tell you, Mike. My fear initially, when you order things sometimes, like especially a lobster roll, what do you oftentimes get? Like at a food truck or some restaurants, you get a huge, gigantic roll, a teeny bitty tiny little bit of lobster. But here, the lobster, and I'll post photos of all these in the show notes over at www.radio.com. The lobster is literally overflowing. It looks like there are, I can see already there's big chunks of lobsters as well as uh, red and green peppers in there. So it looks like it's definitely good to fill up somebody, but we'll just have to see what it's. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a. It's, it's a. Definitely it's definitely a hefty portion. portion. Yeah, it's a good portion of lobster, and these yummy chips that they give with it look. I wouldn't know about the chips because they're gone already. You vultures have been attacking while I've been recording, so you guys are choosing just to dig in. Thank you, Nicholas, for offering me a chip, but you can actually have it. So you guys are digging in with your fork, and the first thing I see oh is a big piece of lobster. Oh my gosh, it's so this delicious. is so good! Oh my god, Nicholas, you gonna take a try? Yep, I just... actually eat it as a. You're picking it up right as a roll. That a boy. That's the way to do it. So we come from the Northeast, right? When we come and you know you grew up like in a, in a seaside town, so seafood and lobster was very much a part of what we ate all the time. 
when you eat something like this down here, you know, I think sometimes our standard is a little bit different because this is something that we would have often at home. Well, the thing is, is that you wouldn't think to come here to Disney World and have, like, this delicious lobster roll with so many big pieces of lobster in it at the Columbia Harbor House. But the portion is wonderful, and it really is decadent. And so what's nice is sometimes, too, when you hear a lobster salad, a tuna salad, a seafood salad, it is primarily a lot of mayonnaise and filler. And from the forkful I had, I mean, I tasted two big, very meaty, very hearty pieces of lobster. So this is so good. You can, They have, I think, some cucumber, I feel like, and some red bell pepper, and some green onion, and some mayo. It's light. It's not a heavy... That's Yeah, it's not... Because I'm not a big mayonnaise guy, and that's what my fear was, but it's not very mayonnaise-y. There's a lot... I mean, again, it's... You know, sometimes like a crab cake, too. It's a lot of filler in a crab cake. This is not a lot of filler. It's a lot of lobster and vegetables. It's very, like, there's a lot of lobster, and, like, the mayo is, like, not, like, too heavy. It's, like, and it's, like, nice and light, and it's just really good. Yeah, exactly. See, you'd think that since we're saying there's a lot of lobster and filler, it would be heavy, but... And that there's not a lot, of, but there's not a lot of mayo, so that makes it pretty light. And with the bun, it just balances it all out. I could eat that out of a bowl with a spoon if I wanted. To. So the other thing too is that when you come in, I don't know about you, but when it's really hot out, you don't. I don't like to eat a lot of heavy food. Milk was a bad idea. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a very refreshing sandwich and very light. Which is not <clears throat> to be something that you often will say. For something like a lobster roll, right? You're afraid that it could be very mayonnaise It could be very heavy. It comes in at $13.29, which sounds like a lot, and I would have been concerned had it been smaller. The roll itself is about the length of my hand. It's not a hot... It's not a hot... It's a little bit longer than a hot dog bun. Now, mind you, I'm not the biggest guy in the world, so maybe using my hand as a measuring tool, but it's probably eight inches or, or so long, and... Again, sometimes you get these, and it's a lot of bun, a lot of mayo, a lot of filler, not a lot of lobster. I mean, the lobster was, and look, I mean, there still are pieces of lobster in here. And you know what? I think you're, I think eating it sometimes with a fork, too, is nice, because we've got three other entrees to go. So, you just moved ahead. You haven't even been following the rules. You've moved right over to the, I really sort of wanted that, well... They're kind of all relatively healthy options. Of, maybe not the chicken pot pie, but the broccoli peppercorn salad comes in at just over 500 calories. Mixed green garden vegetables, grilled chicken, broccoli, sunflower seeds, and parmesan tossed with a peppercorn dressing. You, you're almost done with the entire thing, Deanna. Again, too, this is a it's a big, deep bowl. And what I was really happy to see was the portion of the chicken was not very small no the portion of the chicken is great and the other thing I love in it is the fresh vegetables there's fresh broccoli there's fresh peas there's fresh corn Um, the peppercorn dressing is not overbearing it's not too spicy they add just enough so that the the lettuce is covered just lightly it's not like dripping in it which I hate when my salad is dripping in it I like when it's just a little coated and it's, it's really really good it's a great portion so I'm going to use a word that you guys use often, 
and, and I was happy that this was a flavorful dressing. Mm-hmm. It's not heavy. Like you said, it's not dripping. It's not overly mayonnaise once again. But it's flavorful. And the fact that there's enough peppercorn to give it a little bit of depth is really nice. I was, And this is why I've had this in the past, too, because it is a healthier option. You know, again, it, there's a lot of broccoli. There's a lot of chicken. There's a lot of vegetables in there. But it's not... It's not bland, and it's not also overly mayonnaise-y. mayonnaise mayonnaise That's a word. Um, the other thing, too, it's another option that when you come out of the heat, or as I like to rephrase it as the frozen tundra, it's something that's refreshing and not too heavy. All right. I think we need to move on. Enough with that salad nonsense. Let's move this out of the way. Um, let's try to save the best. You want to go to, oh, you want to, go to the salmon? So, you can, so the first thing's first. Again, I'm really impressed um, because the portion sizes. Now, the the grilled salmon also comes in at 1329. That's that's a big piece of salmon. It is. So it also that's served with couscous and broccoli. Again, very generous portions of it. You're a big salmon fan. You love salmon. You love cooking salmon. So I'm looking as you guys are are yeah. going through it. It's very flaky. And the other thing, too, is it's very moist. It's very easy to ruin salmon. Totally. It's very easy to overcook salmon. It's not overcooked at all. It actually has a sweet... Like a uh, honey... Like a honey... Yeah, like a maple glaze on it. It's really, really nice. What do you think, Nicholas? It's good. (laughs) You're hungry tonight because you're not very talkative. See, the glaze on it, it's very, very light, so you get a very faint taste of it, but... It's definitely there, so it'll be a little bit, like, sweet, but not overly sweet, like a maple coating, like a maple, more like a maple, just brush of maple. So, I, uh, salmon is one of those fishes that I really sort of need to be in the mood for. It's not a fish I can have every night, but I like this because there is that, that hint of sweetness. You can see the grill marks on it. It's a thick piece of salmon, which sometimes puts a little fear in because it's easy to make that dry out. But I'm really impressed at just how, look at how flaky it falls apart with the fork and how moist it is, too. And it's sweet. The thing that I love is that, excuse me, this is a counter-service meal that you're getting. And it's almost like you're at a sit-down restaurant. It's amazing. And all the portions are are, are very generous, very refreshing. I'm really, I want to say I'm pleasantly surprised with the salmon. I was afraid it was, A, going to be a small portion B, it might have been tried out, and it it would have tasted like more of a fast food item than something that you, they could serve this in a sit down restaurant in in a in a you know in a regular dish and absolutely you would never know it. And look at how much broccoli and couscous you get in there as well. You definitely get a portion that's going to fill you up. That's really good. Nicholas, you're a big salmon guy. What do you think of this? I really like it. I like like the honey maple glaze on it. It has like a sweetness, right? Uh huh. And I like it because it's really good. I'm, I'm really impressed um, with that. that. That's not what I was expecting. Um, all right, but I know you guys have been eyeing the chicken pot pie, which if we were just coming in here to eat, I think all of you might have actually ordered. Mary, what do you want to say? So usually, this actually pleasantly surprised me. I haven't taken a bite of it, out of it yet, but it looks so good. Usually chicken pot pies are, like, covered with, like, a, not a pie top, but, like, a pie crust. But this is actually topped with breadcrumbs, which is actually pretty, panko, sorry. And it's pretty different, and I'm excited to try it. 
and you know what? It smells good too. It smells good and it looks good too. It's an attractive looking pot pie. All right, Nicholas, you've been waiting patiently. Get in there, man. Dig in. All right. So first things first. One thing, what I noticed is look at the size, not of the vegetables, but look at the size of the chunks of chicken right on there. It's not just a lot of filler of vegetables and breadcrumbs. It's delicious. You made a yummy sound. Mmm. Oh, sorry. Mmm. Mm. I, I didn't expect that. Oh, I didn't either. And the crunch of the panko breadcrumbs... I'm going to make this. ...is really nice as yeah. opposed to the having the heavy pie crust on top. Nicholas, you can come up for air. What do you got to say? It's really good, and I like how it's not like... And I like how it's like really good, and I love the pie crust. It's very flaky and crunchy. Yeah, the pie crust is really yummy. Very buttery. It's really creamy and buttery and flaky. The crust is really flaky, and the inside is very... I was expecting it to be more like a... A soupy with like more cream and broth. Right. But there's actually a lot of filler and corn and potatoes and carrots. It's so flavorful. I expected something a lot soupier. And but you know, you know what? It's uh, it's hearty, but it's not heavy. And I think there's a big difference. I've had chicken pot pies where you're you're done eating it and you just feel like you want to go and take a three day nap. This is definitely it's good comfort food, but it doesn't make you feel bad after eating the the whole thing because it's it's relatively as light as it can be in terms of it being a a, a chicken pot pie and in terms of the calorie count it's not much more really than the lobster roll right that's good I'm trying to dig down to the crust the crust is the best part Nick is speechless I robbed all the crust. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Nicholas quietly digging in there. It's like it, it's like a, a cage match in there, trying to get in there to get the chicken and the crust. This is really, really good. I love it. So I love the fact that they put um, diced up peas, carrots, and corn in it. Again, a lot of vegetables. It's not, but there's a. I can't believe how every every forkful that I've had. Chicken. Has had chicken had, and has had not little slices and slivers of chicken, but actually big chunks of chicken. Right. Very big chunks of chicken. I probably could just like, I could probably swim in this. It's so good. The crust is perfect. It's awesome. It's cooked perfectly. I have to agree. Those panko breadcrumbs on yeah. top was really nice. Well, look, even as you get down to the bottom, the, the, pie, the pie crust is very flaky. It's not super heavy. And again, I was afraid that when, as you got to the bottom, it would be very creamy, very thick, very sort of gelatiny as sometimes you get. Well, the other thing, too, is it's very hard to make sure that the pie crust at the bottom is cooked perfectly. And this was really crispy and crunchy, even when you got to the bottom. So good. Now, so... All right, go ahead. Okay, it's time to name favorites, everybody. Right, exactly. So, in, in the favorites that, in that we've had so far, I, I thought I had a favorite, and I might be changing my mind. Okay. So, I'm gonna let we're gonna go in in ladies first and in age order. 
<laughs> okay, so that means I go first. Woohoo, go me. Anyway, um, I gotta say, they were all really good. There were all really good things about all of them, like the salmon it had the yummy glaze and a really hearty side the chicken pot pie was really flaky and creamy and perf and like a good serving size the salad was dressed perfectly and the dressing was really good the lobster roll it was so light and there were so many good things about it and that is why it is my favorite the lobster, the lobster roll marion rose i was not ex- you you continue to amaze me in oh so many ways as you get older. I have to say the lobster roll was my favorite. Wow. Yep. I, and I will tell you that when we ordered, I was not expecting that. I honestly, the thing that, to be honest, the thing I was least excited to taste was the lobster roll, but it was the one that surprised me pleasantly the most. I really, really Nicholas, go ahead. You put yours in order of what your favorite thing is and then your next favorite and the next favorite. I'll let you do it first. Save me for last. Oh, all right. Interesting. So I will tell you that the lobster roll, my, I had the lowest expectations for the lobster roll because so often you'll go out and you'll get a lobster roll, whether it's at a restaurant, at a food truck, a counter service location, right? A lot of times you go to a food truck and what's a lobster roll? It's very expensive. Right. It's very, very small. It's very mayonnaise and incredibly bready. Right. This was the opposite. I was really impressed at the size of the portion, number one. Number two, the amount of actual lobster that was in there and the quality of the, the, the lobster salad itself. In, in terms of it not being heavy, not being overly creamy and mayonnaise and just filled with lots of stuff. It had great texture to it. The lobster, too, is very easy to mess up. You cook a lobster just a little bit too much, it becomes hard, it becomes rubbery, it becomes inedible. This was You would not expect this, A, at a counter service location, certainly not in a quote-unquote theme park, right? So that was a big surprise for me. The, the broccoli peppercorn salad I've had in the past, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's fine, it's a great salad, it's light, it's got nice flavor to it, which sometimes in salad you think it's going to be very bland. The peppercorn dressing is very nice. The salmon, again, a surprise. It was sweet, it was tender, it was moist, which oftentimes, and I think this is why sometimes I don't feel salmon, because if it's not cooked right, it's easy to mess up a, a nice piece of fish like that. You would not expect that to be coming from a counter-service location in the heart of Liberty Square. The other thing is the portions. The portions were really, really generous on everything. So, and they're you know they're they're, they're reasonably priced. The chicken pot pie, um, I, I think you can tell by all the yummy sounds we were making, just how much we enjoyed it. Um, and in terms of generous portions, you could almost I mean. Certainly, two kids can split a chicken pot pie. Two adults almost can split that salmon, really. Um, and the, the chicken, I mean, I mean, you didn't even finish that because there was so much in there. Um, there is nothing left of the of the of the chicken pot pie. Clearly, that was your favorite. All right. So, if I had to come here and order one thing, I'm going to give you the recovering attorney answer. I'm going to say it would depend. So, if I wanted something, if I wanted comfort food, if I wanted something hearty that's really going to get me through the day, I would go right to the chicken pot pie. If I was in one of those moods where I wanted a nice piece of fish, 
I would never think to come to Columbia Harbor House, but you can get a really nice piece of salmon here. Um, oh man, I like the I lobster roll I too. Think for parents, after running around after your kids all day at the Magic Kingdom, really, really hot, and maybe you had one or two hot dogs and hamburgers all day, you can come here for a nice meal, sit down, get out of the heat, and relax with your kids and have a good a good dinner. Well, and you sort of took. What I wanted to say to sort of wrap this up is this is clearly a counter service location, but sitting here, I feel as though we had we had a sit down dinner quality at a counter service restaurant. And a lot of these items are new, they're improved. You know, obviously, Disney is continually refining the menu, refining what they add to it. What they have on the menu here, like I would come here again. Again, you've got sit-down quality food Absolutely. at counter-service prices. Absolutely. Now, we haven't been here very often. I think I may have been here once to actually eat, and I got chicken fingers, not knowing what any of the me- actual meals here were. But uh, if you, if I, if we didn't come here as often as we do, and if this was like a family vacation, I would definitely try to make this a part of your vacation for lunch or dinner or something quick and easy while you're in the park because it's definitely somewhere that you want to stop by. And I think the interesting thing is I think a lot of people will come here because they need to eat something quickly and they'll say, oh, let's get a sandwich, let's get fried chicken fingers, let's get fried fish, which is fun. And I've seen some of the other ones come across the counter and other people walking by. They look great and look, who doesn't like a nice piece of fried fish? But I think the important thing that we're showing are the options. There's healthier, non... Nothing that we've had here, too, has been fried other than the chips, which you guys inhaled. So, Nicholas, you wanted to go last. You've been saving your your review for last. Bring it, brother. All right, so here's your perfect day for the Magic Kingdom. You wake up from your hotel, and you bring your kids to go get, like... You go to get Starbucks coffee while your kids are having a croissant from Starbucks or something. And but th- and then you go to ride a couple rides before the lines get ridiculously long. And then, like, when you're done riding rides, you come to the Colombian Harbor House and have, like, if you want, like, something to let make, make it through the rest of the day, have a chicken pot pie. You want some comfort food, have the salmon and yeah that would be my perfect okay so if i if we came here again and obviously it looks like we're going to what would be the one thing that you would order chicken pot pie chicken pot pie what would be the one thing you'd order lobster roll lobster roll interesting interesting now um obviously oh there's one last thing i i know you guys are probably too full to try this but we had to get a little bit of dessert which is the seasonal seasonal cobbler, which comes in sort of a large ramekin. It looks like it's probably about four or so, four or five inches or so wide, a couple inches deep, and the, it looks like there is a drizzle of some sort of... Oh, wait a minute. Let's get your fingers. Let's see. Let's see what sort of cobbler's in there. I'm just going to dig in. It looks like it is a blueberry cobbler. Oh, don't let the kids try that. They won't like that. Mm. I'm not usually a dessert person, but I, it's got to be healthy because it's got blueberries in it. That's really nice. It's dense and it's sweet. And again, the same thing with cobbler too. You worry that it can get very dried out, especially if it's 
if it's a, a thicker, deeper thing. Deanna's waving me off, like, don't put the microphone in front of my face. I'm still eating. Kids, how are you not digging into this? I mean, I'm happy that you're not. Oh, I'm so excited that you're so full. So to perfect a really good cobbler, you need to use butter and sugar. And it gets this crispy texture on top. Well, they did put butter and sugar on top. And it did get crispy. And then they drizzled this yummy icing on it. And it's absolutely... It's, it's just enough to give you that little sweet taste after you eat. But again, what I like, so dig your fork in here, and if you pick it up and look, when, when you get cobbler, it's a lot of blueberries, right? It's not, it's not just filled with cobbler. It's filled with a lot of fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, because it's blueberry, it's got to be healthy. It's definitely healthy. So that comes in at four dollars and twenty nine cents. Under five dollars, I would. I, and you know me, I'm not usually a sweet guy, but I would come here just for that. If I wanted a snack in the middle of the day, I would, and I wanted like a sweet treat, I would come in here, get out of the sun, get a nice view of Liberty Square. square and for under $5, I could have that blueberry cobbler. You can have that and this iced tea lemonade slushy. Bang. Done. So I will tell you, Columbia Harbor House, you have been a very nice surprise. Uh, in terms of the offerings on the menu, in terms of the quality, more importantly, the terms of the quantity of food that you get, um, in terms of value for your dollar... This does not taste like, and I understand what I mean by this, it does not taste what you expect from theme park food. If you ordered a piece of salmon in, in a theme park, you might be like, I'm not so sure. I, I, think you made, I think you hit it right on the head. It's sit-down quality food at a counter-service location. It's absolutely something that you should put on your radar when you come to the Magic Kingdom. You know, when you do visit these parks, you think in your head a lot of quick, you know, hamburger hot dogs. Fried food, fried food, fried food. And the wonderful thing about Walt Disney World is they have these wonderful decadent offerings in these little tiny counter service places that you don't have to worry about always getting something that's fried. I mean, we ate nothing fried tonight. Except the chips. And also, they have sides like fresh broccoli, couscous, coleslaw, corn cob. How did we not get a corn cobet? They also have vegetarian chili and New England clam chowder. Right. Um, and they also have a, a chocolate cake and Greek yogurt, if you want, for dessert as well. Obviously, and of course, a, a wide variety of, of drinks, too. I, I will tell you, I haven't been here in a long time. The last time I was here, I was usually coming and getting a salad, or I would have gone right to the fish and chips as well. The fish and chips are so not on the radar when I think of this restaurant. I think of what a nice meal that we have. You know, the other thing, too, is I don't know if you're a seafood person, but you, I sometimes am, am hesitant about where I order seafood. I would never think to come here and order the lobster roll or the salmon. But, you know, this is a great opportunity for people to now change it up 
and come here and I mean they're really really delicious and the, as we said the portions are great but they're and they're fresh that's the other thing that I'm afraid of I'm afraid of like what time of day do you go to a place and you get a you know a seafood sandwich or a, you know sushi from somewhere this it, both offerings were really really fresh so. yeah Columbia Harbor House may have jumped a few notches in terms of my if I had to sort of rank my counter service locations in Magic Kingdom, I think the offerings are unique. The portions are excellent. There are healthy choices here too for adults and kids. And the other thing too is I don't pe- I don't think people know about it. I don't think they really realize. The well, I think they do, but I think I think they think Columbia Harbor House fish and chips, fried shrimp. That's the first thing that goes to, to mind. So, kids, any uh, any last thoughts uh, in summary? I think the next time you come to the Disney Resort and Park, you should definitely consider when going to Magic Kingdom to incorporate this into your day because it's it's somewhat healthy, it's pretty affordable, it's quick, it's easy, and it's hearty. It's definitely something that I would. So, is this now higher up on your radar in terms of when we come to Magic Kingdom? Definitely, yeah. I think it would be way higher up because I had no idea that these items existed. Nicholas, what do you think? It's definitely a lot higher up in my radar, and when you come here, get either the chicken Popeye, the salmon, or anything else. So, and you kids, and Nicholas, you do this a lot too, we'll be home sometimes and, and say, well, what do we feel like having for lunch? What do we feel like having for dinner? And sometimes you'll go right to a specific location for a specific food item in Walt Disney World. You love the sausages at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Are these kind of items that would be an attractor for you? So if we're home and it said, what do you guys want to do for dinner? You might want to say, hey, I feel like having the pot pie or I want to go and get a piece of salmon or I want to have a lobster roll. Let's go to Columbia. This would, would this become the same type of a destination for you? Um, yes, it would. And you'd go right to the lobster roll? Mm. Chicken pot pie. Everything. I'll get one, you get the other, and we'll split it. How's that? Got it. That's how we roll here. So I want to know from you, the listener who is sharing a seat at this table with us, um, one, have you been to Columbia Harbor House? Have you been here recently? And if so, what do you think of the menu? If you haven't been... Hopefully, this will maybe introduce you or reintroduce you to a place either you've never tried before or maybe a place that wasn't on your radar in terms of having a, uh, a nice, uh, a wonderful sit-down meal at a counter-service location. Do me a favor, leave your answers in a number of different ways. You can go to the show notes over at www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, leave your answer there. You can also tweet me. I am at Lou Mangiello on the Twitter. Or go to Facebook.com slash Radio and leave your comments there. More importantly, if you like this episode, please invite your friends and, and to listen and share it with them on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Uh, Deanna, Marion, and Nicholas, I thank you guys once again. Uh, Food is always better when it is shared with friends, and I mean that because it allows me to order four things and sample a lot of things on the menu. And family. Thanks. Oh, yeah, and family, all that kind of stuff, too. Thank you for coming to our table this evening. Have a great night. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye. And you're right close to the Haunted Mansion, too. Woo-hoo. 
have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. Now I will raise the safety bar, and a ghost will follow you home. <laughs> Trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history, or see how well you pay attention to the details, not just in what you see, but sometimes, like last week, in what you hear. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via email or better yet, our online forum for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I began the segment by saying that all these people think I'm talking to them, but I'm really just talking to you. And that wasn't just me saying to you that I'm talking directly to you, but that was last week's clue. Better yet, let me let you hear it directly from the source. You know, all these other people think I'm talking to them, but I'm really just talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that would be just... Obviously, that's my friend and yours, Waldo C. Graphic from Muppet Vision 3D. Congratulations to all of you who entered and got this one correct. I randomly selected one of the correct entries. And again, last week you were playing for the 102 Ways to Save Money for Not Walt Disney World book. All seven of my virtual audio tours of the park. A WW Radio Magic Band cover. A bunch of WW Radio stickers and... Just because it's fun, I also threw in one of the brand spanking new insulated WDW Radio hot and cold travel mugs, not available in the shop or anywhere else. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Casey Deegan. So Casey, congratulations. Thank you for entering. I have your email. I have your address because you entered via the form. I will get your prize package out to you right away. But if you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. Because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So as long as we are at the Columbia Harbor House, I thought we would stay in Liberty Square, one of my favorite lands in the Magic Kingdom. And if you notice, the main entrance to the Columbia Harbor House sits directly across from the main entrance, or really the back entrance, to the Haunted Mansion. And in between the two, you'll find a small dock and landing on the riverbank. Now, that once housed Haunted Mansion Fastpass machines, but originally that was built as a queue for an attraction. And that's your question this week, is to tell me what extinct attraction was located in between the Haunted Mansion and the Columbia Harbor House and used this dock and loading area. Now you have until Sunday, July 31st at 11.59 p.m. to answer via email or better yet, Go to this week's show notes, visit www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, and enter using the form there. Once again, we're going to play for the book, all the audio tours, the Magic Band cover, and the stickers. And because it seems as though the travel mug seems to be a big attractor, we are getting more entries than ever in the last few weeks, I will also throw in one of the travel mugs for you as well. So good luck and have fun. That is going to wrap up this week's show. Thank you once again so very much for taking the time to tune in, to join me and my family around the table. Hopefully you felt as if you were there with us. 
and had eaten before you listened, because otherwise you're probably starving by now. Uh, really do appreciate it. Also, don't forget the question of the week is to tell me, have you been to the Columbia Harbor House? What's your favorite item on the menu? Have you not visited in a while? Let me hear your thoughts and comments about the Harbor House. Lots of ways you could let me know. Twitter, I'm at Lou Mangiello at Facebook.com slash Radio, Or you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391 and be heard on the air. Also, uh, because I did mention the audio tour to both Liberty Square and all of the lands of the Magic Kingdom, including Mickey's Toontown Fair, may you rest in peace, I'm going to give you a special discount code that you can use over on the WW Radio shop. If you use checkout code BOX40, that's B-O-X-40, you can save 40% on Liberty Square and or all of the audio guides. If you prefer, you can also find the audio guides in the iTunes, but you cannot use the code there. So again, the code is BOX40 over at www.radio.com. I want to say some quick thanks once again to some of the new members of the WW Radio Nation family, including Scott Farrant, Ned Hebert, Julie Marino, John Delancey, and Stephen Lewis. I appreciate the fact that you are helping to support the show and the friendship that you continue to extend to me. And if you want to not only help the show, but get cool exclusive rewards every month, including scavenger hunts, access to our private Facebook group, personalized Magic Band cover, logo gear, backpack, shirts, care packages from Walt Disney World, exclusive live video group calls and more, you can visit www.radionation.com. And don't forget that a portion of your proceeds do go to benefit the Dream Team Project and the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. All right, a couple of quick announcements before we go. Um, as I mentioned last week, The Purge is continuing to go on. And what I mean by that is for years, I have had so many of my Disney collectibles in storage, in boxes, in my garage, and it is time to let them go. That was not meant to be a Frozen reference, and I'm also not going to sing it, but it's time to let them go and share some of those with you. Uh, once again, I have a bunch of new items up on uh, eBay this week, including cast member guides, uh, an old item from the Main Street USA tobacconist shop, a Pleasure Island throwback, some Disney news magazines, vinylmations, a commemorative coin from the 70s, a sealed orange bird item, and lots more. I think we have about 15 items up this week. New auctions begin. They also end every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can find them by visiting wdwradio.com slash eBay, where my eBay seller name is Second Star Media. All right. Uh, last couple things. Don't forget that in addition to the show, please come by the site. Check out the amazing blog posts from our team of writers. Subscribe to our newsletters and check out some of the videos there as well. I shared some of the many ways we can connect on social, but I think that nothing beats a handshake and a hug. And the next meet of the month in Walt Disney World is going to be a little special this month because we're going to be going over to the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin during a brand new event they're holding called Sandtastic Weekends. There's sand salt sculpture classes, there's demonstrations, food, music, food. I know I said that twice and lots more. So you can come by and join us for the meet or better yet, if you want to stay for the weekend at the resort, they've got some special rates there as well. To find out more about the event, you can visit swandolphin.com slash Santastic. But our meet is going to be Saturday, August 27th from 2 to 4 p.m. at the outdoor beach and pool areas, location to be determined. Uh, you can RSVP, let me know you're coming by visiting the event page over at facebook.com slash WW Radio. 
And if you want to join us on some continuing adventures on land or at sea, like our e-ticket adventure in New York and on the Disney Magic to Puerto Rico, or next year on our double dip to Castaway Key, you can find out more information there as well. And also check out some other events and meetups I'll be doing on the road as I travel to speak uh, to conferences and businesses and at schools. And if I can maybe help you, uh, either by coming to speak at one of your events or at your school, or maybe help you turn your passion into your profession. I've got something I've been working on that I'm going to announce very, very soon. You can find out more by visiting lumangelo.com. Thanks, as always, to Becky Mankin and the entire team over at mousefantravel.com. It's who I use. It's who I recommend. It's who I trust to not only plan my Disney World land cruise line adventures vacation, but I really... I feel so strong and comfortable endorsing them and recommending to them to you, my friend, not just because I know that they're going to give you the best prices, but it really is that level of personal service they, that they afford each and every person. Again, visit them over at mousefantravel.com and then go to celebrationspress.com. You can get Celebrations Magazine delivered to your door or to your digital device. And finally, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know that you're listening. Tweet out that you're listening. Better yet, share the link to this or some of your other favorite shows over on Facebook. And if you can, take just 30 seconds and please go review the show over on iTunes. Thanks to you, we have more than 1,200 five-star reviews. We hit number two overall among all podcasts in iTunes, and that is solely because of you. And recent reviewers like Harrison, who thinks this is just a fun-filled podcast for your Disney pleasure. I make you feel like I'm talking to you because like the quote from last week, I am. I'm talking directly and only to you. Thank you to Harrison. Everybody else, if you want to leave a review, you can search for WW Radio on iTunes or just go to wdwradio.com slash iTunes for a link and instructions. And finally, once again, um, thank you so much. Uh, I wish I could figure out another word, another way to say and express my true and sincere gratitude for you and your time and your friendship and the love and the support that you have shown me and continue to show me in so very many ways because I know that your time is important. And maybe that's sort of a takeaway this week, right? Remember that your time is important. It is precious. So make sure you spend it with the right people and doing the right things to not just improve your life, but improve the lives of others as well. And hey, if there's some way I can help you and improve your life, please let me know how. I hope you have an amazing week this week. I hope to see you live on Wednesday nights. I just uploaded a new video this week, so I hope you enjoy a new snack of the week over on Facebook and YouTube and in the feed. So until next time, have a great week, everybody. Thanks again. See ya. Hey, Lou. My name's Christina, and I'm currently in Chicago. I just got to listening to your show, 10 Reasons Why to Go to Disney World Alone, and I have to say it was just what I needed to listen to today kind of been a rough day, but always listening to your podcast brings a smile to my face, makes the day go by just a little bit faster. And plus, the topic was something that was really interesting to me. I'm going to be a cast member in the fall, so I'm really excited to return to Disney World, and I plan on taking many solo trips whenever I can to the park. And I really never thought of it as, like, a weird occurrence until people told me, oh, that's sort of odd, 
but listening to your show and listening to what your guests had to say really gave me some confidence to pursue a great time, whether it be once in a while with family or just by myself. And, yeah, I just want to thank you so much for your show and all that you do. And I hope to speak to you soon. All right. Bye. Hi, Lou. It's Lauren Winnicker Kaplan from Hillsborough, New Jersey. I'm not calling you from in the parks, but I am calling you from a place that I know that you and your family have been before. Uh, my husband and I are at Red's Lobster in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. I heard Deanna mention it on one of your live restaurant reviews. And speaking of restaurant reviews, I have to book some ADR soon because me and my family are coming down in the middle of October. Very excited about it. And we hope to see you there. So uh, thanks for everything that you do and hope to see you soon. Bye. Good morning, Lou Mangiello. It's Darlene Yankee from West Seneca, New York. Just calling in to say we are 108 days away from our e-ticket adventure out of New York City to St. Martin, Tortola, and then to Puerto Rico for two days. That is going to be so amazing. I know there's a little um, excitement in my voice because I am going to be in Disney World in 32 days, and then my daughter will be getting married in 66 days to the love of her life. I am so thrilled for all of these adventures. Then you guys are now well under a year from the double dip in Castaway Key. Can't wait to see all the pictures from all of our journeys of that you're making possible for us. You are one amazing guy to make sure we have amazing trips. Thank you so very much, Lou. Love and hugs to you, your family, and everyone. And let there be peace on earth. Thank you. See you real soon. Hi, Lou. This is Ron from Smith's Grove, Kentucky. I was just calling to say thanks for the uh, the show about going solo. Um, shortly before I found out that you were putting that up, uh, I had booked my first solo trip for my on my birthday this year in September because of the low crowds, and it kind of just encouraged me as to how and what I should do on my uh, on my solo trip coming the beginning of September. Also, I wanted to give you a little trivia thing here. Uh, I just found out from his biography that Bill Engvall, the uh, comedian who's part of the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, had a small bit part, non-speaking part, in Logan's Run. He's one of the extras, and what distinguishes him is he does a cartwheel. It lasts about three seconds. I'm not sure where in the movie it is, but next time you see it, see if you can find him. Thanks a lot for your show, and I appreciate all that you do. See you in the world. Bye. Saw her revive.